last time on Out of the Forest. You are abruptly distracted by the sound of an explosion from down the street. Oh. I see smoke over there. We should go and see what's happening. Someone might be hurt. Someone might need help. Yes. Hello, Miss Chen. We're with the Anderson Investment and Law Firm. We're looking to... I, I, I'm sure that you've spoken to many people, but we're looking into, well, the, the disappearance. Do you know where and what your friend was doing before they disappeared? I honestly didn't realize she was gone somehow. It's, it's so strange. We're not sure exactly what happened. The building just exploded. They don't normally do that. You know, this looks this is similar to kind of what happened to your shop. Yeah, this uh, is definitely bringing back some memories. Yeah, we might just need to figure out who it is and ask them later or try and visit them at the hospital. This, the, I recognize the, the fire magic that was used with this thing. It's definitely, it's definitely the cult. I would like you to roll me minus weird. You don't know how it escaped your notice. Uh, but as you look at the empty space where Baron once was, you realize he's not been there for several minutes now. Oh, no. Hello, and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about just everyone having to split up and there's th- gonna be three different episodes for this one and I'm, I'm only a little bit sorry uh we're currently playing monsters week by michael sands i'm chris and i'm jim yeah i'm chris and i'm, and I'm jim i'm jim <laughs> i'm chris and i'm your gm slash keeper and i'm joined by my players i'm evan and i am playing how many beers can i drink tonight i'm dominic and i play current i'm jessica and i play you and I'm Alistair, and I play Isaac. Alright, I'm gonna put this here, because I don't know exactly what order I'm gonna release the episodes in. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dom's got major school crunch going on right now, so he's gonna be here for the necessary first scene, because, like, Baron vanished, and that's gotta be addressed. Uh, but then we're gonna record his part of this episode separately and it might be included in this episode or might be included in the the Baron mini episode or it might be its own episode it all depends on what time I have for scheduling and what how it works out uh so look forward to that or I hope you enjoyed it if I already released it uh and from here I'll move into the opening narration here we go (laughs) 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 You all stand on the street, each of you looking up and down the street. Um, I'm going to assume Isaac, because that seems to make most sense, uh, moves over and picks up Bella so she doesn't run off. Uh, And there is no sign of Baron. You've made enough distance from the crowd around the uh, ex-Broken Spine that it's pretty easy to tell Baron's not just like in what Crowder means, and he's not walking up or down the street away from you, and that would have been weird anyway, and extremely rude for him to wander off like that. Baron's just gone. What do you do? Did you, did you hear him leave? Did you hear guys, did you guys hear anything? No, he didn't say he was going anywhere, he just vanished. wasn't there. 
can you don't think Chris can I I don't know if, if I need to roll for this but can I sense anything uh hmm go ahead and give me uh I think investigating mystery makes the most sense here okay hey, alright you get uh one question and the what magic was done here as a free question so okay um, uh, give me your one question and I'll roll them into one nice little narration I'm assuming, like, what happened here would be that, yeah, the, the most appropriate. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, you kind of probe out slightly. You don't like fully open yourself to the like, environment, but you sort of reach out enough to get a read on the situation, as well as uh, compare what readings you get to, you know, what you know about the situation and other magics and you get the same sensation you did when you were avoiding uh, letting that little girl reach her weird doppelganger. Uh, you, you, you sense that static very heavy here, and much as it did when you managed to get the girl away from the doppelganger, uh, it is fading back into background static rapidly as you are attempting to get a grasp of it whatever happened it's almost the same as what almost happened to that girl but it appears that you didn't stop this one and it's already over i i can i can feel i can feel the the static it's definitely here but it, it it's fading fast i don't it seems whatever was happening isaac with, with that with that woman and that girl that we were trying to prevent it, it must have happened with, with Baron. You don't think that there's a creepy static Baron that exists that swapped places with him, do you? Or, or whatever it was. I can't see anything. We don't even know what the static people are. I just, all I can sense is this weird static energy coming from this area, but it, it's disappearing quickly. I don't, it's so weird. Alright, look, we, oh, I don't think we have a lot of time here. Enif, I think you should go to the hospital to follow your compatriot your I, I don't think friend is the right word but that man um and isaac if the cult shows up i think enif might need some backup i'll look around here and see if i can figure out what happened to baron and i, I don't know try to make any headway maybe take bella with you too um i mean she she's baron's dog so I don't know, it might be silly, but maybe she can sniff him out somehow or lead you in the right direction. And also, I don't think that they're going to let the dog in the hospital, so maybe it's best if she stays with you. Can you do that, Bella? Can you can you sniff out Baron? Bella does a, uh, like, a th- like a 360 and then looks at you and kind of barks. For their time <laughs> Just 360 no-scopes me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's what you're into... <laughs> Camera. <laughs> All right, come on, girl. Let's let's go find Baron. Good luck. Call me if anything goes awry. Be careful. We don't we don't know what this stuff is. I can't I can't get a good read on it. So just be cautious. I will. You too. And uh, Kurnunas. I mean, Bella's a corgi, so I think Kurnunas just picks up Bella and runs. <laughs> yeah, like Bella he's not gonna wait for her. <laughs> She probably she probably doesn't realize it, so her legs are still just like going. Still as kicking. You pick her up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Yeah. Um. 
After Caninus departs, Isaac and Enif, you head on your way to the nearest hospital, Isaac pulling it up on uh, the maps on his phone. Is there one hospital in Munsdale, or are there multiple? It's a great question. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on how small of a town it is. I mean, it's about the size of Hartford County is sort of the thing I established. Does Hartford County have more than one hospital? No clue. Um, uh, there's the one there in could, Bel Air. Yeah, there could be like multiple emergency centers or like urgent cares or something, but like one hospital proper. I don't know. It's well, your world. You decide. We'll say that there are two. One on like one to the east and one to the west. Uh, for a town like Munsdale, where shit's going down all the time, unbeknownst to most people, I don't think it's too far of a stretch for them to require two hospitals. Probably <laughs> the hospitalization rate is frankly astonishing. <laughs> Uh, and you head to the one that is on the west side of town, uh, which is presumably the one they're taking him to. It's a little ways away from Main Street, uh, so you do end up having to take the bus, but you eventually get there. Um, and you be- you hop out of the bus and begin heading towards the lobby. I don't really know um, how to find him here. They might not even let us visit. Um, you don't happen to know his full name, do you? I don't know if I do. Because I think, from, I, I mean, from we found out his name was Lenny from from the Google search. Yeah, yeah. from the reviews. From the Google search, but I mean, like, Lenny definitely was not his name in the cold. I can I can guarantee you that. Um, at least, <laughs> that seems like it doesn't fit with the cold naming aesthetic at all. Um, <laughs> just as like, just as like, not going to have some normie-ass name like Lenny. <laughs> too normal. My cult's cooler than that. Too, too normal for the cult. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, but I don't think Google had his full name, and I don't think I don't think Enif would even register that. Like, they they I think they sensed that they had something to do with him, but I don't think that they knew them as Lenny. They knew him as something else. I'm assuming. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, right? that that follows. Yeah, <laughs> okay. for sure. Um. So new. No, I don't have his full name. Um. Um. I mean, we could pose us as friends i guess i don't i guess we could also just kind of sneak our way in maybe we'll say we're close friends we know he's probably injured and we'll stay here for a while so we brought him uh his belongings or some clothes or something maybe we can stop in the gift store and (laughs) look like we brought him a bag sure yeah that sounds like a plan assuming that's okay. gift store. Some hospitals do. I... Sure. <laughs> They've got some kind of store. It might not be like a gift shop, but... It's like a, it's well, like a, actually, like I'm, a... pr- I'm pretty sure my grandmother works in a hospital gift shop, so I'm... Yeah, hospitals sure. usually do have gift shops. They have something yeah, where you can a... buy, like, 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 basic necessities and stuff. Yeah. It, it is, store, it, like it is definitely store. a thing. It's also just a wild thing that they're called gift shops because I don't know if that's yeah. a thing you do after a fun time. I don't know if it's called a gift shop or not. Don't forget on your way out, kids, of the hospital to hit the gift shop. I do know people usually. I do know people buy like gifts there for people who are sick, like balloons and stuff. Animals. Yeah, it is gifts for the patients. It is not children leaving getting a gift to remember the experience by. 
it's it's still weird. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> you guys head on in, uh, make a beeline for the gift shop, and purchase a bag full of... What are you buying, this man who you're trying to save from being blown up or whatever? Um, Fuzzy socks, pajama set, soap, toothbrush, magazine. That was... Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, okay. you were ready for that. <laughs> Did you have a list in front of you, Alistair? Like, you were prepared. <laughs> no. No, I'm just imagining what this bag <laughs> looks like. <laughs> you were so ready for that. I just... <laughs> okay. You, you, you head with that bag in tow to the receptionist in the, the, the waiting room. Uh, she, she looks up at you and just goes... Hi there, folks. Can I help you today? Hi, we, we just... I'm so sorry, but our, our friend Lenny was just in a horrible, horrible accident. And we, we, we heard that they took him here. We just wanted to see and check up on him. And here's where I do have bad news for the two of you. Uh, he's not um, in this hospital. Her response is... As what I, I have to uh, so, sometimes I twist the the reality so that way he's not accepting visitors at the moment because he's in the ICU. No, no, no. Oh, um, okay. So the issue is sometimes reality speaks to me too strongly, and the reality is this is a hospital, and so this woman's next response was, "Of course, I'm so sorry to hear about your friend. Uh, what was the last name?" <laughs> God damn it. Um. I don't know that he ever told us his last name. Do you say this to the receptionist? <laughs> yes. Uh, she she is as is apparent just seems like the norm for any normal resident of Munsdale, baffled at anything you guys ever do. Um <laughs> if this was a normal like if this was a normal environment, we would have gotten arrested like twentyfold. <laughs> <laughs> so many times um she goes oh okay but i'm well i'm, I'm sorry but there, there's there's more than one lenny uh checked in so I, I i can't really help you if you don't know your friend's last name uh can you see the times when they've been checked in it was just within like the past 40 minutes he was involved in an explosion on main street all right uh, Isaac, go and give me a manipulate someone to see if you're charming enough so that this woman doesn't call security. <laughs> I think it's, we're finishing each other's sentences. I think it's cute enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, on. go and take take a plus one for that. Why not? I'm looking at my, I have telepathy, but it's not going to help too, too much here. You can um, certainly try. Let's just cross our fingers and hope to manipulate one, because I can always help out. All right, plus one. Yeah, plus one, let's see. Oh, nine. Yes. Nine. Uh, did you want to help out, Enip, try and get that to a ten? I guess I could, yeah. Um, That's, it is entirely up to you. you uh, Enip is currently, we'll have to probably do a little bit extra to to do the help out, but yeah. Uh, Enip is going to burst into tears. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Did not know crying on command was one of their uh, talents, but all right. <laughs> It's right there. It's on the it's moves, on the moves list. list. No, uh, no, Enif, I think, is already so, like, um, just a 
bend this a little bit. Enif is already still kind of a little bit shaken from being seeing something that was so similar to their shop. It's bringing back like bad memories and just they're <laughs> they know that us lying to people is not like the easiest thing to do. So they're just like, okay, this is getting frustrating. So they're just gonna start kind of like maybe not straight up bursting into tears, but starting to like you know get get there. Um, and, and just say, oh, I'm just, we were so worried about him. We saw this huge explosion on Main Street, and we just don't know what happened to him. I just, we really just want to see him. All right, yeah, go and give me that help out. Yeah. Oh, man, that is a 13. Tears always uh, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you, you start getting words. tears running down your face, and, uh, this woman, who was looking a bit skeptical, like, she wasn't quite sure how to handle the situation. Uh, sees those tears, and you can tell that she totally believes you. She just goes, "Oh, and you don't have to. Uh, well, uh, let me let me see if I, what I can pull up. Uh, if you'll just sit over there, uh, I'll I'll find out where, where your friend is, and I'll 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 uh, call you over once I, I I know what room he's in and that he's accepting visitors." Thank you, really. All right, and you both go and uh, take a seat in the waiting room uh and and you are given some time to figure out what your next step is Enif is like wiping away the tears from their face <laughs> you just like instantly snap back like oh okay good go out of this <laughs> we're good I, now I, I think Enif isn't like it's like not like straight up bubbling any like bubbly crying anymore but it's definitely like there's still like uh i think i don't know if this ever this happens to me but whenever i get super frustrated or like angry i i cry but i don't know yeah. <laughs> it's like it happens to me so it's like one of the i'm assuming that's kind of like one of those situations um so uh so yeah so i think Enif is kind of like coming back to themselves um <laughs> so you think you know lenny from the cult and you think maybe this was a targeted attack just like at your shop all of the evidence makes sense i i i saw the the fire magic which is identical to what they used at my shop. I don't... I mean, they disguised their bomb in the shape of a child. I don't know if they did the same thing as Letty. I couldn't tell that. But I, I sensed I sensed that I, I knew I knew him before. I, I can't remember his name before. I don't know. Can I, Chris? I don't think that's very enough yeah, okay. for them to remember yeah. a person's name yeah so I, I don't remember their name from from when they were in the cult but i i sense that that i knew them and I, but when when i left i was the only person that left so if lenny left after me i'm, I'm not there might be others as well but i i have no idea who left and when they left but this is definitely concerning if the cult is tracking down any member that abandoned them. You and Carnunos had something that you were doing for the your friends in the cult, those who were trying to leave, right? You were trying to help them escape and get out. Maybe Lenny was involved somehow too, and that's why they're trying to stop you. Do you think maybe it's related to the people who are trying to defect? I hope if they found out about our plan already, then I'm extremely worried about their safety. This this measure that they're taking, 
killing off members one by one. It's whoever's in charge of the cult now, whatever thought process they have now, it's they've reached a level of darkness that I I can't comprehend anymore. I hope that we're able to protect Lenny in some kind of way. Maybe, I'm hoping that talking to him if he wakes up at least helps jog my memory a little bit. Maybe he at least remembers me. Well, if he left after you, he may have more information about what's going on with the cult. Maybe he can give us some insight that would help piece together what's happening there. That would be helpful. And it would... It would also be helpful if the cult thinks that he... I think if if he's able, if he recovers, it'd probably be best if he went into hiding. If the cult thinks that that they were banished to kill him, him going to hiding might be the best the best solution. Just like you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they'd do if they found out that you were still alive. It, it would give us a sense of, of at least the upper hand if they think that they've succeeded. And maybe, maybe he knows some more people that have escaped. We can track them down and warn them before the cult man just to, to kill them first. That's a good idea. Hopefully he'll have information that we can make use of. Hopefully he's willing to talk to us. Can't... It was definitely already before, but I can imagine that even now, anyone involved in the cult is not very big on sharing. And shortly after this, uh the receptionist calls over to you. Uh, In fact, you're not even sure if it's shortly after this. She might have been trying to get your attention while you're having that conversation, and she didn't really know how. She's sort of just like, hey, you guys, over, one's looking for Lenny. Uh, Hey, over over here. Can you? Uh, And you eventually catch her, like, lifting her hand, trying to get your attention. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Um, So... You you can go in now. Uh, he's room uh, two oh six. If you if you go to the elevators and take a right, it it should be like the third door on your right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. She goes. I I, I hope he's all right. We we hustle on over to the elevators. Yeah, you you head in the elevator, and luckily this time it's not severed by a crazy ghost lady. And Thank God. you you ride it up, and you exit onto the second floor and head on over to room 206. Uh, it's the door to the room is currently closed. I feel like maybe you should enter first. I, if you don't remember him, he may not remember you, but he certainly won't know who I am. I mean, Chris, is there like a window in the door? Can we see if there's anybody in there? Or is it just him by himself? Yeah, sure. There's like one of those like bullet resistant yeah. with like the, the cross hatched in wire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you look in there and you see a, a figure, uh, they look heavily bandaged, uh, laying on the hospital bed. Um, there's a heart monitor that seems to be beating stable. Okay, yeah, uh, is the door locked? Uh, you try the handle, the door is unlocked. Okay, yeah, um, alright. Yeah, stay out here, and, uh, 
and knock knock twice on the door if, if anybody's trying to get in. Um, Got it. And then Enif's gonna slip on in and uh, take a seat next to next to Lenny. You walk in and take a seat next to Lenny. Uh, he looks bad. Bandages are covering a lot of his skin, but what skin you can see looks either burnt, bruised, or both. His breathing comes in ragged gasps, but as you sit down and get a look at him, you can tell that he is conscious, his eyes are just barely open, and they're looking over at you. And he, through these gasps, goes, <laughs> Can't say I was expecting visitors. None much knew me out here. Who are you? Well, how do you know me? Chris, can I heal him? I mean, you can certainly try, yeah. I, f- I feel like I want to, this poor man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... You are a an accomplished healer. Yeah, I think... No, I, I... because this the plot is has it important that he's hurt. Fuck you. Uh, the bandages are in the way. You can't heal him because you can't touch his skin because the bandages are there. Yeah, I'm, you gotta get I'm, direct I'm gonna, contact. Try, I'm gonna yeah. try to heal this yeah uh do you just okay i guess an 11 do you just like immediately without any response start healing with magic um yeah because i think that would probably be a good a good indicator of who i was <laughs> at least a little bit so and that he knows like like hemic talking friend. to a magic user he'd probably immediately like associate like oh okay um but uh, yeah, so I think Enif is going to uh, Enif's going to say, "My my name is Enif Fafnir, and and I think I think I know you." Um, and and Enif is going to kind of like like gently place their hands somewhere like somewhere uh, on their on their arm and just say, "Hold on, let me let me try and help you," and then is going to use some healing magic on. All right. Yeah. Uh... You see some of those wounds that you can catch beneath the bandages uh, ease. Uh, it's obvious that, like, I mean, he was in an explosion that he was obviously a lot less fortunate than you managed to be. You managed to at least get into, like, the stable, like, door structure of your basement. He clearly was taken by enough surprise that he was hit by the blast. and So he's still not doing great, but you can hear his breathing ease a bit and see the wounds lessen in their severity. And he goes, Enif Fafnir. Name sounds a bit familiar. I guess, considering what you just accomplished, uh, we were members of the same family for a while there, weren't we? I think so. I'm I'm not very good with names or faces, unfortunately. But... Yeah, I suppose... Uh, I went by Larna when I was with them. Does that ring a bell, Chris? Uh, yeah, I think it does. Um, I don't think you were ever, like, close to him, like like you were with Yildun, uh, but you, you, you definitely had crossed paths. Um, he was... Uh, I mean, unsurprisingly, considering his new choice of employment he was like a lore keeper okay so so like he he wrote the the books detailing like spells people found figured out how to cast and like documented potion ingredients stuff like that uh, and kept uh 
what amounted to the cult's library together. Like it wasn't like a full official library, but there were plenty of writings that people did because magic and potion making is complicated. Um, but he goes, well, good to see you're all right, but you might not be for much <laughs> longer. I think it was the cult who or- uh, organized what happened to my store. I can guarantee you it was, because they blew up my shop as well. <laughs> no kidding. <sighs> Lerna, yeah, L-E-R-N-A. Yeah, Enif is, uh, is going to say, um, Lerna, do you remember anything, and anything at all, from before the explosion went off? Was a bit of quick thing, some... Some small kid came into my shop. Uh, I usually just sort of keep to the shadows and watch people. Don't care much for shoplifters, so I make sure I keep a good eye on everyone who walks into my shop. But they met my eyes, and a little twerp walked straight up to me, and they said that I was being accused of letting cult secrets out and uh, when I asked him what he meant, uh, the kid just blew, blew fucking up on me. Can I give him like like an ice cube chip or something? <laughs> or some water? Uh, you reach over to like on his uh, bed stand uh, a glass of water there and reaches out and he he holds up his hand for a second as he coughs a little bit more and then eventually reaches out and grabs it and takes a couple sips and just goes thank you kindly uh, turns out fire explosions and the smoke what come after it ain't real good for the 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 larynx or the trachea I never remember which one's food and which one's breathing. Yeah, Enif puts puts the water back, and uh, a kid came into my shop as well. But it it, it wasn't—I can't remember. Chris wasn't—it was like not the kid wasn't like alive, right? It was like just like a hollow thing. It didn't have a soul. Yeah, I think he called it a homunculus. At some point, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, a child came into my shop as well, and when I when I opened my third eye, I could see that this child had no soul. It was just a ticking time bomb. I've never seen anything like that, and I don't know who'd ever want to create something. Yeah, well, the, <coughs> the watchers at the gate have been uh, heading down a dark <coughs> path for quite a while. Won't surprise me if they got up to some sort of more forbidden magics, like crafting flesh into people. Would make sense that they'd aim for <laughs> children <laughs> first. Uh, sorry. Again, smoke and fire, and I literally just. My whole building came down, taught me not feeling particularly great. Uh, I'm sorry for making you talk so much. It's alright, I'm just glad to be alive, and you've already eased my pain a bit with some of that hand healing magic. Uh, did he, perhaps, you see this happen to you too, maybe we can put our heads together and figure out a little more. 
Uh, Isaac, you are standing outside the room. You, you can hear muffled bits of this conversation. You don't really hear Larry's parts that much because he's speaking with a very raspy voice. You catch some of Enif's a little bit because their voice is stronger and so the tones get through the door a little better. Uh, and for the most part, it's pretty quiet. Uh, you're sitting in on a chair for waiting outside of the room and the occasional doctor or nurse walks by. Uh, you see some people, uh, uh, two men walk by, uh, one's holding the other as the other one kind of sobs a little bit as they walk mm-hmm. down, uh, heading presumably to a loved one of theirs who is not doing so well. Um, and then you uh, go and give me a roll on hunches. It's been a bit. Uh-oh. Um, what do I even roll for that? Sharp? That's... Oh, is it sharp? I always think it's it weird. It says... Yeah, uh, it, it is sharp. Yeah, sharp. Mm, Oof, six. That's a six. Um, okay, so... I think this is how this happens. Uh, as you're sitting out here, uh, Iris pops out and just goes, Isaac, I, I, th- I think we need to go, go to the lobby right now. We, there's, there's something about to go, go wrong. Um, we need to, we need to go now. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, he'll get up and with kind of one last glance at the door, um, run back to the elevator. All right. Yeah. You run back to the elevator and you, you, you hit the button on the elevator and, um, it, it, it starts to, to head down to the first floor and then stops and then just sticks unfortunately long at uh at, at the first floor before finally opening and uh when you when the door opens up you walk back into the lobby and you see a um it's it's a horrifying scene the, the lobby has been emptied out there's no one here anymore uh except for the person standing in front of the receptionist desk and with a perfectly round hole through her chest, the receptionist behind the the desk. And the person standing there, there is a, a faint wisp of smoke coming from their hand. And they look at you as the, the doors to the waiting room close behind you. And they go, Oh, well... You certainly chose a bad time to get here. And they, they they wave their arm at you, and just this wave of purple energy comes and slams you back, knocking you backwards into the wall and knocking the wind out of you. For one harm. Oh, no. And they go, All right, you just stay right there, and you didn't see anything, and maybe I won't kill you like I had to kill her. I just have to figure out where a friend of mine is and she was getting a little too belligerent and they walk around the receptionist desk and and start typing on the computer um isaac's gonna sort of stay mostly frozen but kind of turn and cower a little bit so that he can talk to iris um without being seen that's fair um and just whisper uh Go get Enif. They need to get out of here. Yeah, uh, go and give me an act under pressure to, to do that uh, surreptitiously. Mm. That's, That's a seven. seven. Yeah, difficult decision time, I think. 
you can do this. I don't think you can do it in a way that you do that that you can do this without them hearing what you say, but not without them hearing you. So they're going to hear you, they're not going to catch what you said, and they're not going to catch Iris because she's invisible, but they are going to hear that you're doing something. Do you accept those terms? Um, can I change what I do, or I have- this is my no, choice. that is your okay. choice. Um... Yeah. Right. Yeah. They hear me saying something or doing something. Yeah. Uh, Iris nods and gives you a, 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 a nods and gives you a, a quick thumbs up and then drifts straight through the ceiling. Uh, as you see the eyes of this person at you, and they are just dripping with malice. Uh, this person is a, a they, they are they are dressed in weird somewhat mismatched clothes it looks like someone understood the idea of what normal clothes were but not how they go together they've got like a bright shirt that that says i heart munsdale on it and then they're wearing like dress pants and high heels um, My God. They, they, they walk over um and say what was that you said you little punk you want to stay involved in this situation? I don't think you do. And uh, they begin casting something. Uh, I phase through the wall. I do my damnedest to phase through the wall. Using incorporeal. Uh, you try to phase... You, you phase through this wall, uh, and you just kind of roll... You somersault backwards through the wall and fi end up just arms and legs akimbo as you kind of fall flat on your face from this weird acrobatic maneuver through solid matter uh, in someone's uh, someone's uh, room like a hospital room uh, and you can hear just barely through the wall uh, the, the the person over there uh, curse as, as you got away Ian if you are sitting there with uh, Lerna trying to put two and two together. Uh, go and give me an investigative mystery for that. See if you can get more information before shit hits the fan. That's a four. Uh, nope. Um, <laughs> you unlearn information. Not great. Because on a miss, you reveal some information to the monster or whoever you are talking to. The keeper might ask you some questions, uh, which you have to answer. Um, okay, I, I think you get to talking. And uh, you're, you're discussing your, your, your various um, involvements and, and, and what happened to you and why uh, the, the cult might be after you. And you reveal to Lerna that the cult initially began to located you and became hostile to you after the death of Mariner, uh, which you didn't cause but were related to uh through inaction on the part of, of saving her um lerna is silent for a long moment after you say this and before you can ask why that specific reaction um the air turns a little colder in here um but that's all you recognize at this moment uh lerna kind of looks around and just goes did, did you feel that? The cold? 
Yeah. You don't you don't think they know I'm here, do you? Can I open up my third eye? Yeah, sure. Go and give me that read about situation roll. Cause there's definitely some bad situation yeah, happening around here. For sure. And if nothing else, I'm sure <laughs> you could get some answers one way or another. That's an eight. So you get two questions, one normal and one from uh, your third eye. Uh, let me know what they are, and I will weave us a tapestry. I'm going to say, um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? And I'm going to say, what's the best way to protect the victim? Victim being uh, Larina. That's fair. Um, you open your third eye, and instantly uh, you see... Uh, as soon as you open your third eye, as we've established that this gives you a... Uh, a uh, audio component instead of just being an eye. You just suddenly hear strange person and uh, Isaac's in trouble. And I, can you hear me? I, have you? I, I know you can sometimes see me. I didn't think this through. I didn't think about like you can't normally see me. I and Iris is just just babbling at you. Iris? Oh, oh, thank goodness. Um, okay. So there's a person. Uh, I detect something was going wrong, and I, I sensed it, and I, I took Isaac down there, thinking we could we could stop it or or at least scout it out. But then we walked in on something, and the, the receptionist is dead, and there's a person there, and they're they they got like a, a a t-shirt and high heels, and and uh, Isaac told me to come get you. I don't know what's happening to Isaac, but the the person the person used some magic, and it's it's bad down there. Uh, if oh, I don't know what's happening, but I think they might be here for your 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 this guy, the person over in the that dude, and I I uh I just don't know what can we do. And so the 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 are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Is yes, there's a person downstairs yeah. attacking uh, Isaac. Uh, the best way to defend the victim would probably. Uh, I, Iris goes on. She goes. I, the, the the person was on the computer. I, I probably looking up what room uh, L- L- Lenny's in, and and so uh, they pro- they probably already know where Lenny is, and uh, and so the answer to what's the best way to protect the victims is probably get him the fuck out of this room at least. Lerna, can, I think I think the cult's caught up with us. Can you move at all? He adjusts himself a little bit. And goes, oh. <laughs> uh, with some help, maybe. This is not going to be the most pleasant, but it's going to be more pleasant than getting killed. Uh, and he sort of moves himself into a sitting position. And for the sake of me, you, and all of our listeners, I'm going to say there's he does not have an IV in him, and we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Thank God. Woo! Um, I'm trying to, okay. I'm going to, I have an idea. Okay, I love ideas, especially from you. You always come up with the most fun ones. <laughs> um, so because from what you're telling me, like I could move him, but he doesn't seem like he could move very fast. So for us to fucking move, we wouldn't really move that far. And like to, for us to move like to another floor would, I I feel like that would take a long time. So I am going to pitch this idea, and you can tell me if this will work or not, and then I'll adjust my plans. I think Enif kind of sees that, okay, Larina can't really move, but they need to hide him. And I think uh, Enif is going to at least try and buy them time by confusing the person by changing what room they're in. 
by changing the number on the door. <laughs> and like, because I could use I could use magic to bar a place, like, to a specific person or type of creature. And I th- and you're twisting that into you changing the room number. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? That's a wild enough plan. Sure, you can, you can uh, work some illusion magic to 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 make the room numbers appear differently around you. Um, give me that use magic. What does it? What does this spell look like? What what is Enif doing to to cast this spell? I'm very curious. Um, I think uh, yeah, Enif. I think yeah is going to have Larina. Um, I think they'll probably what they'll do is they'll have uh move Larina so they're away from the window like put him in a chair or something like move a chair move him so that he's at least sitting against the, the wall so d- nobody can see him if they look through the window mm-hmm. um All right. and then Enif is gonna go outside and basically use illusion magic to rearrange all of the numbers in this hallway so they're all wrong alright yeah go and give me that uh use magical okay. <laughs> hopefully this works <laughs> Fourteen, yeah. Uh, you you begin casting this, and you just reorient all the room numbers, so none of them are like none of them are room two hundred six. I think I said. Yeah, like basically, um, basically make this hallway fucking confusing as all fuck. Like maybe they have like that's fair. rearrange the numbers. Maybe there's like double or triple of one number. You know. Um, yeah. And and but before they lock them in, they're gonna tell Larina like. I'm I'm gonna distract them, and I'm gonna make it so that they can't find you. Just stay here and stay quiet. Uh, Larina nods, and and uh, I I think he doesn't move uh, back into link position. He stays sitting just to be ready, just in case. Um, Iris, uh, with with your third eye beginning to close, just goes. I'm gonna go make sure that Isaac's okay. Uh, you you two will be all right, right? Yeah, protect protect Isaac. Uh, she nods resolutely as she fades from, from your vision. Isaac, you are in someone's room. Uh, you lucked out. They are snoring. They are asleep. Um, it's, that's it. There, there's a, there's a woman asleep on the hospital bed in the room you accidentally just sort of flopped into by, by passing through the wall. Um, you have no idea okay. what the person who assaulted you is. I don't care to know at the moment. Um, he's going to just take a breath and kind of hold his head in his hands and just, oh my god, how can we... Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, he reaches into his pocket and presumably still has the business card um, that he was handed a couple of days ago. Fair. Um... And I think not knowing what else to do, he's going to call Agent Mendez. Uh, I'm going to have you roll a deal with the agency roll. Uh, because okay. that's essentially what you're doing. Um, go and give me plus sharp. Sharp. What 13. 13. I, that is, yeah, that kind of tracks with where I, I assume this would go. Uh, yeah, um... You've never experienced this particular brand of phone call before, uh, but much as it has in the past for Agent Franks, the phone rings for longer than you expect, and you're beginning to get very worried that 
this is just a fake card you were given or or they're busy or perhaps something worse uh but eventually the phone clicks and uh you hear agent mendez's voice on the other line and she goes agent mendez who is speaking uh agent it's isaac um Isaac Basquinet, you spoke with me a couple of days ago and gave me your business card. Um, I I really need your help. Uh, I'm at the hospital. Um, Enif is here too. There's somebody in the lobby. They just killed the receptionist. I, I don't know exactly what they want or who they are, um, but they're a magic user, and I think everybody here is in very real danger if they stand in their way. Oh my, that is quite a predicament. Um, which hospital did you say you were at? Um, it's, it's the one on the west side of town. West, okay. Um, I believe we have some agents looking into something not too far from there. I can give them a call and send them your way. Hopefully it won't be too long till you get there. Are you in a safe location? Uh, for now. Alright, I will send them, at, I will have them bump it to, to top priority and have them head your way. Uh, thanks for, th- thanks for notifying the proper authorities. And the, the phone clicks on the other end. Okay. Um, he'll put his phone back in his pocket and just take a, a couple more breaths. Um, and uh, let's see. Um, stand up, look around the room a little bit. I assume there's one door in? Uh, yep, there's a door in and then there's like a, a window uh, to the outside. Okay. Um, if I peek out the, the window and the door, can I tell... Um, essentially how far, how many hallways it is, or if it's right around the corner, like the entrance to the lobby, like if the person walked in from the lobby, would they be right at this door or would they have to go around the whole floor to get to this room? Um, looking out the window and, and judging what you know, just from having walked out of the lobby to get the elevators, uh, you'd say that this door is actually, if you were just hooked an immediate right, um, out of the lobby, you would be at that door. It'd be okay. the, the first so story you per- run into. Not particularly safe. Hmm. Um, fuck. Um, the medical equipment that's in this room. Um, does any is there like a panic button or an emergency button um, or some kind of like alert that calls like all the nurses on guard, kind of a thing? I'd imagine there's some sort of like help button for like to be pressed in emergencies. Um, I don't know if it's a call every nurse button, but it <laughs> yeah. will certainly get someone's there's, attention. There's the regular emergency, and then there's a mega ultra emergency that calls every <laughs> The super emergency. There's just a big red button, like behind a thing of glass with a tiny hammer, like push in case of emergency. I'm actually curious. Push in case of need all nurses. <laughs> I'm actually curious yeah. if there's like a panic button now. I need to ask somebody. How many nurses do you need? One to two? All of them. Three to ten? There's just like an um, elevator uh, amount of like buttons on the wall of just how at top just says how many nurses and just one through one hundred. <laughs> you press all of them. Just like rub your hands across them and press everybody. Yeah. Um. So he he wants to alert everybody to be like either evacuate or be on lockdown or be safe. But at the same like time, if he presses this button, maybe he doesn't want people to come to this room because this room is like right next to the lobby. So, um. I think he's going to kind of waver a bit and then go to the door and try to listen and see if he can hear where the person is in the lobby. His intention is, if it's clear, 
he's going to try to run down the hall towards, like, the staircase or something. Oh, yeah. Give me a read bad situation. I read it mixed. Yeah, you get one question. My question is, what's my best way out? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, you listen at the door trying to detect where this person went and how you can avoid running into them again. Uh, and as you're pressing your ear up to the door, uh, you can just barely hear the voice of this person kind of just, oh, should have simple explosion. Um, and then shortly after that, you hear the ding of an elevator button being pressed. Uh, so your best way out is probably not through that door because the only way to get out from that door is pretty well in view of the elevators, you know, uh, your best way out would most likely honestly be through the window. And as we know, based on the buttons you press, there are going to be hundreds of nurses. Hundreds of nurses swarming. Um, I think he might stay here for the time being. Um, he kind of keeps like glancing at the person on the bed, um, <laughs> just warily hoping that they don't wake up. Um, I think he'll be he'll be ready. Like he'll unlock the window if needed. Um, it sounds like maybe we're on the ground floor since it's the same floor as the lobby mm-hmm. um so if there's a way out of the window hopefully it's not too far of a drop and i think he'll kind of wait here until uh either it's no longer safe or maybe the agency arrives and can provide backup that's fair uh as you are unlocking the window uh iris just back through the from the ceiling and just goes i i i let enough know isaac uh they're they're doing their their best to hide uh lenny Thank you. Good job. Um, I called Agent Mendez and she said that she'll send some people over and hopefully they can catch this person before uh, they get too far. Here's hoping. Uh, That was a little too close for comfort. Definitely. Um, I think we're safe here for now at least. Um, I I just want to wait and see what happens and, and hopefully Enif and Lenny are okay until the agency arrives. Enif, you are in the hallway uh, outside of Larinus' room after having scrambled the numbers on the doors like alphabet soup, and um, you hear uh, the sounds of an elevator coming up. At the the elevator is not too far from the room you're at. So okay. You're in front of, I suppose. I know what I'm gonna do. Okay, what are you gonna do? Um, I would like to use magic to again. Oh, when don't you? I know. It's it's my go-to. Um, to again, don't want Laren, uh, don't want, basically to bar them from this hallway, and I want to use magic to cut the cords of the elevator. Jesus! <laughs> um, I will say this, I, I don't think you can do that. I, 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 the cords of the elevator aren't really something you have easy access to, and they're also pretty heavy duty. Mm. Um, however, if you are just, once again, trying to bar a person, you could potentially prevent the doors from opening. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think you can just <laughs> remote detonate the elevator and cause it to <laughs> drop a, a person to their death. Uh, but I, I do think you can just sort of force the, the elevator doors to be unable to open. 
I, I, th- I think that's in line with the, an actual use magic thing and also isn't just fucking <laughs> catastrophic. Um, yeah, uh, what does this look like? And then go and give me a use magic roll. I think, yeah, I think Enif's gonna hear hear the elevator, like, uh, at least, like, the noise or whatever is coming from the elevator, and basically try and, in a sense, basically uh, use magic to disable the doors to prevent them from opening. Gotcha, yeah, I, I think Enif in, in recent times has had a lot more practice with just fucking up electrical systems with magic. <laughs> on purpose or on accident. Uh, so yeah, I think this is definitely something you can do. Uh, go and give me that use magic roll. Well, let's see if this works. Ha <laughs> ten, yeah. Turns out Enif gets a lot of pluses to use magic. Plus three is pretty strong. Uh, yeah, you you concentrate your spell and you are, you are fighting with this machinery, uh, and you can kind of hear it grinding in the background. Uh, but the doors do not open as the the elevator dings uh, before they should have opened. Uh, and after a few seconds, you hear some extremely muffled cursing on the other ends of those doors. Um, okay. Because I need to... So I'm sure that we'll eventually figure this out. Um, does the fire alarm disable the elevators? I don't know, does it? I know you're not supposed to use the elevators. Are they, like, yeah. they always say use the stairs during a do fire. Do fire alarms. Yeah, because, like, what if you're in an elevator? Elevators. In buildings with fire sprinklers located in an elevator machine room, an elevator shaft, a placement of a heat detector with a 24-inch sprinkler head, fire alarm should cause a shutdown to the elevator power via... doesn't sound like it unless it's actually triggered by fire. Okay. Probably safe if you've, you know, got a fire going on and there's someone stuck in the yeah. elevator, they can't yeah. evacuate. Uh, unless there's actually a fire near the machinery, it sounds like most systems will not disable the okay. elevator. So if you just pull the alarm, it shouldn't. That would be wild if you could just be like, eh, Johnson in accounting's been a jerk this week, so I'm going to pull a fire alarm while he's making his way into the office. <laughs> Fuck you, Johnson from accounting. Have fun being trapped in an elevator for most of the morning. I assume like what it would do would be maybe stop the elevator at the nearest floor and open the doors and then not let it go anywhere else. Nah, man, fuck Johnson. <laughs> no, fuck Johnson. Could I, now that I know, that now that I've got them in one place, could I trap them in the elevator? Yeah, you, you consider this thing about just, like, holding the elevator in place and you go to exert your influence over the entire elevator, not just the doors, and you feel... As your influence begins to move to grab the elevator, you feel a an opposing magical influence fighting you back uh, and, and threatening to start fighting your hold over the doors. Uh, so, so no, it uh, seems whoever's on the other side of this door uh, is actively fighting your magic. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I want to be in the same room as Larina. Yeah, Enif is going to, thinking that they've at least slowed them down a little bit, Enif is going to run back to the room uh, with Larina in it um, and lock themselves in there with them. Um, Larina looks up and goes, So, uh, <laughs> how's it looking out there? I, I've slowed whoever it is down a little bit, but I think we are going to have to find a way to leave. 
And I'm considering going out the window with both of us. I don't know how much, how <laughs> well my banged up body's gonna handle going out a second story window. Um, I don't know if I've asked this before, but could I totally create and use magic to create an ice slide going out the window? It's only on the second floor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. You can make ice walls. I'm sure you can make a ice slide. It might not be the best thing, but it will probably be better than falling two stories. Yeah. <laughs> At least soften the blow. Um, yeah, I think Enif basically realizing that... Because um, I think... Did Enif, when they registered their magic fighting, did they register how powerful this person was? Are they on the same level as Enif, or more powerful? It's... Hard to say for sure, but they are probably at least as powerful as Enif is. Um, again, like, counter magic and sealing magic and attack magic and healing, they're, they're all, like, different power scales that you can be powerful on. Um, so judging someone's power based on how well they're able to counter your spells isn't really an exact science at all. Partially because it's magic. Um, but yeah, so they, they seemed fairly powerful, but again, it's it's not exactly an easy thing to tell. Okay, I think Enif is going to open up the window and basically use magic to create a at least a usable ice slide to basically get Lariner out of there, but I don't think Enif is going to leave yet because I think Enif is super curious as to who this person is and wants to figure out who they are before they leave. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, you make the ice slide and Lerna gives you... Uh, no. I think you can just do this. So nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you've made enough good rolls. I think, uh, (laughs) doing one of your signature moves is probably fine. Um, you make this, this ice slide. Uh, I I will say this, you, you, you are, you've done, like, three different magical things in a very short period. You are, it is starting to get tiring. Uh, but you, you you know making the ice wall front and back and making an ice wall that is at an angle is not exactly a big challenge for you. Uh, and Lerna kind of gives you like a, you sure? Look as he as he makes his way over to the window and just goes, all right, you, uh, where are we headed after this? What's the plan? Just, um, find a place to hide. I'm going to come right after, but I just need to figure out who the hell is chasing us. I, I need All to figure right. out who they are first. Well, be careful, I guess. Uh, and Lana goes down the slide, um, landing with an oof at the bottom, and you see him kind of stagger to his feet. Breaks all of his organs on the way down. Uh, he staggers to his feet and makes his way over to some some uh, some like nearby bushes and shrubs. And as you kind of watch him, something catches your eye. Uh, you look over and you see two unmarked white vans make their way into the parking lot of the hospital. I think Enif is going to leave the door o- leave the window open for a hasty escape, um, but Enif is going to go closer to the door to listen to see if, if they can identify this person by their voice, because that's the only thing that they would be able to identify them by. Alright, uh, you head over to the door and you, you listen um you, after, uh, you kind of feel your magic being fought against, and you eventually feel your hold on the door wane enough, uh, that you hear a crunch as it's pried open. Um, 
and you hear some grunting and just get there we go. Uh, who the fuck? Um, and as you're trying to parse that, um, you hear another voice coming from the window you left open saying, Over there, I struck Usher, must be paranormal. Secure the perimeter. And you can hear on one side of the door the one the person who's come to kill one of the members of your cult trying to find where you are, and on one side of the window, you hear some agents of the agency closing in, assuming that whoever created that ice wall is the one who's trying to kill someone.